Hello everyone, my name is Jen Torres and I am a God, and so are you. Like many of you, I was raised to believe that if I just prayed hard enough, God would save me. As it turns out, that was actually true. I saved me. At the age of 15, I became pregnant with a beautiful baby girl who dropped in just in time to save my miserable life. This was my first awakening. This podcast is about all of the words and listening to those words to begin to envision what is possible. Because sometimes, as individuals, we feel we need to know everything, have it all together, and be everything all of the time. But that's why we live in a world filled with other people. Each person holds a piece of the puzzle. It's about being open to new information, new ideas, and new perspectives. We're going to talk about all of the topics surrounding what it takes for you to step into your God Goddess. Journey with me as we uncover all things living self-actualized and in your inherent divine God state. This podcast is about doing whatever it takes to develop and nourish the God in you. Oh, hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the She's a God podcast. My name is Jen Torres. I am the host of this show and a human design reader. So I'm super excited today to jump right into this interview with my good friend, Kelly Kolosinski, who is here to talk about a very sort of taboo topic around colon hydrotherapy. And there's so there's lots of amazing, interesting questions that come up around this. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. But before I dive into this very interesting conversation, I want to tell you a little bit about Kelly. She is the owner of Renew Holistic Wellness. She is also an advanced certified colon hydrotherapist, an integrative nutrition health coach, and a thermography technician. So She also is a Reiki master teacher, a chakra healer, a crystal healer. She is a healer. And it was really enlightening to have this conversation with her because, like I mentioned, it is sort of a taboo topic. People kind of wonder about it. They're afraid about it. They're not sure what to think. So I thought it'd be really interesting to have her on as we dive deep into all the things, uh, colon hydrotherapy and colonics and all of that. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, Kelly, and welcome to the She's Got podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm so excited that Kelly is here with me because we are tackling a topic that most people hear and I feel they kind of run from because they're like, oh, like this is like might be kind of too much for me or something. And so I felt like it was perfect to have her on and go deeper into this topic. And as you heard in the bio, all of what Kelly does, I want to highlight and underscore colon hydrotherapy and ask her about this amazing therapy that's out there and just dive into, first of all, how she got into doing this and the details about what this therapy does for people and how people can benefit from it. So I'd like to just start by asking, how did you get on this journey to doing what it is that you do now? Yeah, so it's funny because I I have a corporate background. And so when people hear my background, they're sort of like, how did you end up doing colonics? And quite frankly, colonics had an integral um, part of healing 
me. Um, I got very sick when I turned 40. My my story is on my website if anybody wishes to read it. But a, a deep issue that I had, and you know, I'm just going to go there, is I couldn't poop. You know, like I really could not eliminate. And I always say to people, like, if my life depended on it, I still couldn't poop. And so I got my first colonic, and it helped me dramatically. It changed so much for me. In some ways, I say it saved it saved my life. Um, and so I actually got recruited to do colonics. I had been sort of going through a a healing journey of my own, of course, and then also a a soul searching journey. I was I was working in the corporate world for a long time. It uh, quite frankly was somewhat thankless. And um, I wanted to make a shift. And so I was already on that journey of making some changes when I got recruited to do colonics. And so I started doing colonics. And, um, you know, I built my business around it. And so lots of people find me because they're in a similar boat I was in. I joke with my husband that I wish my tagline sometimes were normalizing the poop conversation, um, because that's what we're going to do today. And so, you know, it had an integral part of my healing and changed everything for me. And so I wanted to take a step back from the corporate world and run my own business and help people feel better, frankly. How did, because I know people who have gotten this done, and then I know people who are terrified of this. So can you just kind of explain a little bit about what exactly colon hydrotherapy is and what people can expect with this uh, therapy? Yeah, so certainly there's a lot of information out on the internet and I caution people when it comes to Googling it because there are some different um, systems, there are different methods of doing it. And I just caution people that everything they see on TikTok isn't always exactly the truth. And so uh, colon hydrotherapy is basically purified water. And with my system, it's gravity fed into the body. And so um, poop is water soluble. We are made of water and um, hopefully purified water and our bodies are under gravity. So it's actually a very gentle flow of water. There are some systems out there that do have a PSI or a push to them, so have more pressure to them. Um, Frankly, introducing pressure into the colon sounds like a terrible idea. We're already pretty pressurized there. And so with this method, it can be very gentle and very healing. And basically, it's giving your insides, um, your five-foot colon, it is giving your insides a bath or a shower. And so um, I equate it to taking out the garbage on the main area of your house. And so I tell people, if you never take out the trash in your kitchen, it would get pretty gnarly in there. And so when it boils down to people not eliminating and pooping properly, we're not taking out the trash on the body. And, you know, that can be a massive source of illness. It can be a massive source of aging. It can be, you know, so integral to a lot of other issues. What are some of the common misconceptions with colon hydrotherapy? Probably most commonly is that it's going to hurt. Second most common is they're going to poop all over themselves. People come in and they're surprised I'm dressed in regular clothes. You know, like I joke with my family, I'll go to a family function after work and they're like, you worked in that? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what you think happens in there. People think it's like a mess. Like I say to people, I'm like, you don't hose down the room afterwards. Like, you know, like it's, it's actually really comfortable. People are like, on a massage table. So I think those are the two most common ones. And then additionally, I think people's largest concern is that they're going to become reliant on it. And so that's impossible with this version of a colonic. You cannot become reliant on it. It's actually safe to do every 24 hours. And so what we, what our main goal is, is not only to, you know, sort of clean out the bowel, but to remind it how to work and start functioning more properly. So for people who don't eliminate, it can restore that elimination 
elimination. And for people who already do eliminate, we look at um, restoring a more thorough and complete elimination so that they feel better afterwards. And so I would say that those are probably the top three. Um, there are some other random ones, I'm sure, but um, those are probably the top three that I hear here. What um, are some of the reasons, like primary reasons people come to you for this type of therapy? Most commonly people find me because they don't feel well or they're not pooping and they already know it's a problem. I saw a gentleman earlier today, he only poops maybe two or three times a week. Um, I've seen people who have come in who don't poop at all or maybe poop once a week. And so I do say like the vast majority of my clients find me because they know there's something wrong and they're not feeling well and frankly not pooping. Other times people will find me because they're not feeling well and they've heard something like this could could help. And probably last, but certainly not least, people will find me just because they're on a detox journey or some sort of a healing journey. Like they're already pretty healthy, um, but they think they could get a little healthier. I see athletes, for example, who are looking to improve their sports stamina, you know, like if they can be quicker and lighter on their feet and more efficient. And so those are probably the two extremes from people who are either extremely sick or who don't eliminate to the people who do eliminate and are pretty healthy and just want to feel that much better. Yeah, I that's so amazing because we hear so much about, you know, like gut health too and how like the gut is connected to the brain and like everybody seems to have gut issues. So with this sort of therapy, do you feel this is like probably I would guess one of the quickest ways to help heal the gut? There are more things that need to go into healing the gut, certainly. But you know, in healing the gut, we need to get that trash out of there. What the trash out of the system actually does is it allows us to assimilate the foods and supplements and things like that, that we do um, take better. Um, And so if we're not eliminating, it's basically, again, a backup in the stream of, um, you know, flow of the body. And to your point, I, I believe we have three brains. And so the head, the heart and the gut and any one of those can tell the other one to be sick. And so when I work with clients, not only do we work on gut health, um, sometimes that's dietary shifts, sometimes that's supplemental shifts, you know, that can be a variety of different things that will go into healing the gut. Um, Sometimes it's the removal of certain foods that are causing an inflammatory response in the body. Um, And then other times it's really looking at that big picture of everything that's going on kind of in the mind, body, and spirit. Um, People can have mental health issues that are affecting the gut, but the gut can also affect the mental health. And so we really look at it from a lot of different components. Um, My health coaching background comes in really handy here where we can, you know, kind of dig in on what people are doing, really understand where that person is coming from. Because I'll just, you know, somebody could have the epitome of a healthy diet and not be right up here. And like now they still have all these troubles and they can't figure out why. Or they're carrying baggage from their childhood, um, you know, of, you know, just holding it in their gut. Um, And so it can be a variety of different things that would contribute to it. So while, yes, a colonic can help with gut health, there's oftentimes a lot more to it. Um, It's one of the components. But getting rid of that waste is super key to even beginning to improve that health. Um, We're supposed to be eliminating, you know, it's part of what we are built to do as humans. And so when when our functions are not moving properly, we have to look at why and there's generally like a bigger issue to it. So something like constipation is a symptom of a problem. We have to figure out why the person's constipated. You know, are they literally holding on to shit? Are they, um, you know, not eating the foods that they're assimilating properly? Are they eating something that's constipating them? It can be a variety of things. But I work really closely with my clients to understand that 
them, understand where they're coming from and meet them where they're at, quite frankly, and then kind of dig in and help them understand maybe it's something as simple as they're not drinking enough water, or it could be a much bigger issue that we need to dig into um, and maybe make some larger shifts. I would love to know, like any stories you might have around people who have this connection with releasing the waste and it being connected spiritually to something in their life. Because I just feel this is so true. And part of it is because I know I've had experiences with yoga. I know this is different, but I'm just saying that I've had experiences with yoga where like during certain poses in certain, like when you put pressure on certain parts of your body, then I'll, I would have like an emotional release about something. And then later on when I'm like journaling or something, it would take me probably I hate saying this, but it would take me like a full day to connect it and be like, oh yeah, that's why I, I, because that emotion was kind of just stuck in my body and throughout the movement of that pose, I was able to kind of release it. So how does that work with the people that you um, connect with and that you work with to heal through some of these things? Yeah, that's a great question. So I have tissues right next to the bed in there and it's not because of any sort of issues that people are having, but so many times, like countless times people get on the table and one of two things happens. It happens in one of two orders. And so either people will start pooping intensely, like, you know, getting stuff out of their body and they'll literally like have almost like an emotional breakdown. I had a woman come in one time and she was doing really well on the table, getting a lot of waste out. And she burst into tears and says to me, I'm dealing with so much grief. And she cried it out on the table and like eliminated so much stuff that she was holding on to. That happens really frequently or somebody I'll be like, I'm so mad at my boyfriend or something like that. And that's like literally the release that they needed to start going. And so, so many times, um, as we know, the body keeps the score and we store so much in our body and frankly, so much in our gut. You know, I tell people, and this used to be me. So when I use this example, this is really near and dear to me. If you feel like somebody could punch you in the gut and you would be fine because you're holding it all together and you're holding it all tight, like there's probably stuff in there that's emotional too. And so sometimes people will have that emotional release right when they walk in here almost because it's like this is so intentional of a safe space that people feel it when they walk in and you know even just with talking with me sometimes people will be like I have no idea why I'm telling you all of this and I'm like safe space let it go you know like I have a no judgment zone you know like my job is to help and so it happens all too like so often um, that people literally let the shit go and like let some emotional shit go at the same time I hope I can say that on this podcast but (laughs) and so so, you know, it, it's really interconnected where people are literally holding on, you know, like, or if there's so much going on in their life that they're literally like just trying to hold it together. And then what happens is everything tightens up and everything can slow down. It also happens too, quite frankly, when people don't rest enough, like if they're constantly on the go, the nervous system is very tightly connected to the bowel. The, the bowel is actually part of the, ner- you know, the nervous system. And if people are kind of like emotionally exhausted, and physically exhausted and never allow themselves any time to rest, that will affect it as well. So it is sort of a puzzle of peeling back the onion to try to understand what's going on with people. But it's a it's a fun project for each individual. And I really get to know them all so that we can help them in the best way. 
That is fascinating to me. It really is because I I know this to be true and I know the majority of the listenership knows this to be true with the spiritual connection from, you know, to the body and the body holding on to things and being able to release that emotionally through different modalities. So thank you for sharing that story because I feel like it helps people to connect that at least in their head. Like, okay, yeah, like this is important to be able to do different therapies like this in order to actually up level like even spiritually, because if you're holding on to something, there's only so much that like talk therapy could do where, hey, maybe you just need colon hydrotherapy and you could maybe release that thing that you've been holding on to for so long. Yeah, sometimes intellectually, people don't understand that, you know, like intellectually, they just don't even know that's a thing. And so, you know, once they get on the table, they like don't even know it's coming, you know, like they didn't even maybe realize that that was affecting them. You know, a a woman said to me one day, she's like, I'm so mad at my husband, and I'm not telling him about it. And she started telling me about it and literally started eliminating. So sometimes people don't intellectually know that that's part of it until they get there, you know, until they get here, and they're on the table. And then it's like, we can kind of, you know, start to do other stuff. That's why too, a lot of times people will do like a clonic and a Reiki session because it's like, okay, I just let that go. And now I'm going to let it go in another way, you know? So, um, it's, it's fascinating actually when you dig in. That was actually my next question for you is, do you often see people who will come in just for the, uh, colon hydrotherapy and then they're needing some follow-up additional sort of like energetic or spiritual work? Yeah, definitely. And a lot of people too, you know, Reiki similar where people know about it, but sometimes they don't really know. I just had a client ask me today. He said to me, you know, I'm kind of curious about that. I've heard a lot about it, but I don't know how that could help me. And so we had a nice talk about that. And so some people will just intuitively feel like I need more. I think I need that. I don't know why I need that, they'll say, but I feel like I do. And then um, when I kind of explain to them what it is and how it works and, you know, kind of how those two healing modalities and frankly, all the healing modalities that we do here can tie together, um, then it's like, oh, I think I need that too. And again, sometimes people intellectually don't even know what it is they want to work on. Other times they do. And simply just not even wanting to talk about it. But I tell them like, that's where, you know, the overlay of Reiki can be really magical because it's not talk therapy. I hold space for people if they want to talk in all services, of course, but sometimes people don't want to, like, they don't want to, they don't want to face it. And if they can, you know, let it go on the table just with their intention, um, you know, on the Reiki table, I mean, you know, with their intention, you know, that's satisfying for them as well. Yeah, I think that that's huge. (laughs) I just think I love with the work that Kelly does, because it's not just the colon hydrotherapy. She does other things as well within her clinic, which we're going to get into next. But I do want to ask you for people who are still kind of like on the fence with this sort of therapy, is there anything that people could do wrong here? Like, I feel that's one fear for people that maybe they could not prepare for this like correctly or just do it wrong. And I feel that was actually a friend of mine had that question. She was like, I'm just afraid I'm going to do it wrong. Like I'm not not going to prepare myself or I'm going to go in there and it's just going to be wrong. I'm going to mess it up. So do you think that people need to prepare for 
this type of thing? Yes and no. So I tell people to come hydrated is probably the key. The vast majority of us are dehydrated, which is why many people don't eliminate properly. And so that's ideal. If people can come hydrated and eat light the day of, including potentially the day before, depending when their appointment is. Like I tell people, don't come in in the afternoon and you had like a big old lunch, you know, like where you're full and you're this or that. Certainly don't want to come in hungover or anything like that because we are detoxing the body and that can be really intense for a lot of people. So there's very little prep that those are ideal situations. As far as doing it wrong, it's on us as a practitioner to train you to be a good client. And so um, there is an intake process where we explain the process and explain how things will feel and explain what your job is. And frankly, your main job is to relax and let us do our job. And so I tell everyone that, you know, you have these moments during a clinic where you feel like you need to eliminate. And so we are programmed as humans to be in control of that. Do you think that this is more, because it's definitely a little taboo. I mean, I've been talking to people about this. And as soon as I mention it, they're like, kind of like, oh, I don't know, like they get this like weird stiff feeling. Do you think that's just because the fact that it's like in your ass and people are like kind of freaked out about that? Or like, like, I'm just curious. It's two things. One, a lot of people don't want to talk about poop. They think that that's super taboo. As a society, somehow we've not normalized that. Um, even with our kids, you know, like I tell people, like, for example, with kids, we shouldn't be telling them their poop is stinky and like weird things about it. And then people grow up thinking it's not okay to poop, you know, like, and so, and then even I would say some girlfriends and even some um, gentlemen friends, they'll talk about it a little bit, but it is a very taboo topic. Like people are like, we can't talk about poop. And I'm like, well, why not? You know, like we talk so freely about poop around here that it almost unnerves people sometimes. I'm like, did you poop today? <laughs> you know, like, you know, within our family, it's like, if they don't feel well, it's like, well, did you poop today? And so to me, unfortunately, we've made it just an odd conversation as a society because it's like, we think it's embarrassing or something. But like when it boils down to it, hopefully every everybody you interact with has pooped today. <laughs> you know, like if you don't, we would want to know why, right? And so that's where it becomes like, we need to normalize that just for a variety of different reasons. And then, um, you know, the reality is, is there is the whole butt thing, you know, like I had a gentleman call me today and he said, I'm not into dropping my drawers for people. And I said to him, like, here's the thing. So you are disrobed from the waist down. We have to get to the bottom, right? Like I can't, I have to get to your bum. And then, but you're covered with a sheet the whole time. There's really only two times that, you know, I have to take a look at the hiney and it's to get the speculum in and out, quite frankly, and maybe to check out to see which speculum to use. And so I tell people, it's not like you're hanging out in the wind, you're covered with a sheet the whole time, right? And so, um, you know, our job here is to make it comfortable for people because it is, it's very vulnerable, actually, for us to do that, you know, like maybe less so as women, because we go to gynecologists and things like that. But I actually tell women when they come in, if you've been to a gynecologist or you have had a baby, you have had far worse things done to you. And then yeah, there's the whole speculum in the butt thing, right? Like, and so it's lubricated. It's not as big as people think it is. They think it's, you know, a, like, I don't know, I don't even want to make an example, but they like they send, tend to think it's like big, it's like smaller than a normal poop. And so if you poop poop, you have had bigger things come out of your butt, you know, like, and so 
it's only in like an inch and a half. People think it's in like all the way up in there. I'm like, that is a different service. You know, like there's, there's only, the only thing that's going up into the bowel is water. And so, yes, there is that threshold. We have to put the speculum into, but I have to get the water into you. And so oftentimes people will come in and they're like, wait, so you're putting something in my butt. And I'm like, you called me, you know, like, I don't know how you think I'm getting the water. And, you know, like, I don't know if this is appropriate, but I had a gentleman come in and said he was listening to a, um, a podcast and, um, it was a, a comedian and the guy was like, the guy who was talking to the comedian was talking about how like he can't do that, that that would change who he was. And it's like, you know, if you're one colonic away from that kind of a change, you might already, you know, be there, you know, be different, you know, so that was kind of awkward. But I think you guys can read between the lines. It's like, you know, it, it doesn't make it it's not a sexual thing. You know, like I have women come in and they're like, I can't tell my husband or he'll think he can, you know, have butt action too. And I'm like, yeah, it's not like that. Like, we're not doctors, but it's like, we're, you know, we're practitioners, we're not there to hang out, we're not there to judge. Um, you know, we're not there to like, our, our job is to put the speculum in and get the speculum out, you know? So when I first started, my cousin's wife was like, you can't do that to me. You're going to see my butt. And I was like, I don't know what makes you think yours is so special that I'm going to care, you know, like, and so I'm, I'm sort of like a doctor that way where it's like, I've seen a hundred of them. So it's, a, you know, or more than a hundred, you know, but I've seen tons of them. Like it doesn't phase me, you know, like I'm not there to look at somebody's butt. I joke with a lot of my clients. If you want to see mine, I'll show it to you. They're not that interesting. <laughs> No, that was exactly what I want was hoping for because I think that so before I had you on, I was talking to people about it because I kind of always do that, just kind of see where people's head at it, it where people are with it. And the word just taboo kept coming up. Like like in my head, like as people were talking about it, I just kept hearing in my head like taboo, taboo. Like people are just like feeling like this is super taboo for them. And it's not like and all things spiritual are taboo, right? Like even tarot and Reiki and all of these things for if unless you live in the west coast um this is a bit more taboo information and then when you're talking also like um colon hydrotherapy or even just holistic eating organic purified food um conscious water when you really start to get into like all the things it it's taboo for people so i also was kind of wondering this was another question that had come up was if people are having problems with using the bathroom and um, eliminating, as you were saying, then in it, let's say they're not ready quite yet for the colon hydrotherapy. What are like a few things that you can just throw out there to say, hey, if you just do these three things, like you will get on a better track with being able to use the bathroom. I know you already mentioned water. I know that's like a big one. Um, and I'm just kind of curious what else um, people could do. Yeah, water is the most common one. That That's where I start. Like, you know, I look at adding a few things versus taking away a few things, you know, but that's exactly where I start. Poop is water soluble. Our bodies need water to poop. Um, it, it moves the bowel. Um, it makes the bowel work and it moves the, the poop through it. And so if we're dehydrated, I tell people like, you're gonna poop a baseball, you know, like, or you're not gonna be able to get it out because it's like hard like a rock. And so even in a colonic, like if somebody comes in, they're so dehydrated that I'm trying to like water the wall, you know, like of just dried solid poop, you know, it be, it's, makes my job harder. And so that's why I said earlier in the prep, like to come in hydrated is key. So really we need to be getting at a bare minimum half of our body weight in ounces of water a day. Um, purified water is best as we had talked about, you know, you know, we can go for a whole nother podcast about water, et cetera, but you know, to get good water, 
water in the system and make sure you're assimilating it. Um, a lot of times as we're dehydrated, it's like people are like, well, I don't even get thirsty. And I'm like, you may be beyond the point where you're so dehydrated, you're not thirsty anymore. So we need water. We need water to function just in general. All of our cellular processes slow down if we don't have enough water in our system. The other thing that I recommend that people add to their diet is um, a source of good fats. And so I try to get about three tablespoons of fats in my day. Good fats won't make us fat. That's generally people's concern. You know, a lot of times they'll avoid fats. Um, so good fats might look like avocado, avocado oil, um, olive oil, coconut oil. Like I tell people, if you drink a cup of coffee, you can put coconut oil right into your coffee. What the good fats do to our poop is it helps lubricate it. So it can slide through the system a little bit better. We're not talking McDonald's fats. We're not talking those kinds of fats. Um, we're talking good fats, like good healthy fats that can help and benefit the body on so many levels from hormones to brain function to lubricating the joints, etc. So good fats is, you know, next to water and adding that in when it comes to the common things, when it comes to the common things that, uh, you know, constipate people, I know we live in the dairy state. So I'm about to say something talk about taboo, but cow's dairy is extremely constipating for us as humans. Um, it's a massive imagine cow sized protein. Um, our bodies are made for mother's milk, which is a teeny tiny little protein that comes from the breast, right? And so a couple of things with cow's dairy, um, it's extremely addictive and it's designed by nature to be addictive because the baby cow needs to find its mommy. Um, to flash back to what I just said about the size of the protein, an 85 pound calf becomes about a 1500 pound cow in just two short years. And so then we feed that to our babies and we feed that to ourselves and we can't process that size of a protein. Cows have four tummies to digest their milks and like four different stomachs. We have one little human belly. And so we can, that's why we get all bloated and we get feeling puffy from it and it just doesn't process well because our bodies are not designed for it. And so I'm not saying we have to give up our beloved cheese. There are better options like goat and sheep and things like that. It is a transition for a lot of us because we've been eating, like I joke with people, I came out the womb with a black cheddar in my hand. And so, you know, we can have a lot of good foods, but we just need to maybe shift what we're looking at. You know, you can replace darn near everything these days in the category, um, in the dairy category with um, alternates. And I'm not talking, um, I don't, prefer soy-based products and things like that. I'm talking like coconut milk and, um, you know, there's coconut yogurt and ice cream and things like that. There's lovely oat milk options. So there's a lot of different options um, that we can shift people into. And um, I do prefer a goat or a sheep cheese over like a vegan cheese. Those tend to have some not so great oils in them. And so, you know, those can be inflammatory as well. And then I think the, I think the funnest one that is like most surprising to people, so I'll throw this one out there, is a lot of people, my self-included are constipated by nuts. And so what's crazy is, is when I introduce that concept to people who are healthy eaters, we do so much nut because it's a great source of fat, because it's a great source of protein, because of all of the reasons that are true. But a lot of times our bodies can't process them, especially those harder nuts like an almond. Um, almonds, pistachios, those harder nuts are really hard on our system. And so I find with a lot of my clients, like if we pull back nuts or even nut butters that they're putting maybe into a smoothie in the morning, um, a lot of times that can be an unlock for them. So, you know, it's, that's where it's like, it becomes multifaceted where we dig in, you know, if they're living on cheese, it might be cheese. If they're really healthy, then it might be something else. So we do offer inflammatory food testing here that sort of also gives you the answers to the test, you know, that give you, you know, the foods that cause inflammation in the body um, that can shift over time. And so a lot of people don't um, necessarily love that test because as your immune system shifts, that can shift, but it does give us a snapshot in time for things that your body's not loving in that moment. And especially if somebody's on 
on a healing journey, that's something um, nice to fold in. And so I think, you know, those are probably the most two common things that I add and the most two common things that I take away or ask people to consider. You know, sometimes people won't do it. And I just tell them, like, it's your healing journey. And if you don't want to give up your cheese, you know, if that's what's constipating you, do you want to feel better or do you want to eat cheese? You know, it's really it's your your free will and your choice at that point. Wow. Yeah, I'm so glad I asked that question because I didn't know about the nothing. That's really interesting. And I know it depends on the person and their biology and if that is actually an issue for them and stuff like that. But it's just good to know because dairy, 100%. I mean, when I took dairy out of my diet, I felt like a new person. I was like, my, I mean, my sinuses went away. Like it just, it was insane how much better I felt. Like my bloat was like way better. So 100% dairy and the nothing super interesting and water. I definitely try to get as much in of that as possible. And I know people who listen to this podcast are really health conscious um, people. So they're, you know, definitely up on the water thing too. So I just love everything you do. I, I love the fact fact that you are somebody who does this work because like I said I do feel like it's a little bit taboo I only found one friend who did this before and everybody else was kind of like yeah I heard of it but like how does it work and she was all about it like she's like you guys need to go and do this this is why it's awesome this is why it's easy and all these things so I think it is a little bit of people kind of opening their mind is and that's really what I'm asking people to do is like open up their mind to this sort of therapy and and the opportunities and not opportunities, but more like the health benefits that it can give you going forward. And it might be something that really can help to change someone's life. Yeah, what's really interesting is so a couple of things like when um, I've gotten that sort of taboo feedback from either family or friends, my question usually is followed up with why? Why is it taboo? And then they'll, you know, kind of skirt around it or they won't really have an answer. It's like, well, because it's weird. Okay, well, what makes it weird? Well, you know, like, and so it's like what, what it really boils down to. So many people get to the point, but you're going to see my butt. And I'm like, who cares? You know, like, I'll show you mine, like I said. Um, and so, you know, when you really dig into that, but it's taboo, it's weird. Why? Why is it weird? Because you've never done it before? Is it weird because you're afraid of somebody seeing your butt? You know, like, tell me what's weird about it. And a lot of times people don't have a really good answer for that, which is interesting. And then when it comes to your girlfriend who was like, oh my God, you have to try this, right? I joke with people, but it's true. I become the person in your life you never knew you needed. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, people are like, oh my God, why did I wait so long to do this? You know, I knew about colonics for a long time before I did them. It took me getting really sick to like, be like, I don't care. Like I need some, I need something to help. Right. And so I was there. I understand it. It's because we we're not familiar with it. And so we think it's taboo or we think it's weird because we don't have a familiarity with it. And then people do it. And they're, I can't tell you how many clients have said to me, wow, it was way worse in my mind than it actually was. You know, we, we just draw all these conclusions on what we think it is. And it's like the vast majority of that's not even true. Yes. Oh, so good. That makes me, I'm so glad. Yeah. That we dove, dove into this because I feel like I personally needed some more information because this is something I want to do, but I kind of was just like hesitant. I'm like, okay, I feel like I need more info. And I've had many text messages uh, with Kelly about all of this, but Kelly, let us know how else 
we can work with you and how people can find you and what else you offer? Sure. So a lot of people will come in and do some of our other services first. They want to meet me or they want to check out our place and things like that. So another great detox that we have is ionic foot detox. Uh, we can detoxify the body and the organs through the feet. And so that's sort of, you know, the, the easiest one for people to do. You literally sit with your feet in a basin of warm water with some equipment and some pink Himalayan salt. And so that one's kind of fascinating and kind of gross at the same time when people see what comes out of their bodies. And so usually people will start there if they're not really sure, they know they need something. And a lot of times what happens is people come in for that service, they pick my brain the whole time and they're like, so when can I get in for a colonic? And so other people who are on a healing journey, you know, we have other detox services, um, ear candling, um, we have, um, we offer health coaching here. And so we have a variety of different options for that, really meeting the person where they're at. Sometimes people don't know what they need. Um, like I said, we do the inflammatory food testing. Um, and so those are probably like, like the, the biggest like detox services that we do. Raindrop therapy is sort of a um, detox and relaxing um, massage technique of having essential oils applied to the body um, that can help boost the immune system and stuff. So that one kind of runs twofold, you know, as far as relaxation and spiritual, as well as um, detoxifying and, um, you know, help, uh, help the body boost its immune system. Um, as far as people working with me, we do have different options. Um, the inflammatory food testing is completed at home. And so it's a test that anybody could get from me. Even if they don't live here, we can ship them the test, um, things like that. I have coached globally. And so, you know, I'm happy to get on the phone with people and coach them, um, do a little health discovery session with them to see if we might be a match for each other. Um, also here in Milwaukee um, at my at my, um, at my wellness center, we do um, thermography, which is could probably be a whole nother podcast. Um, that's visualizing all the inflammation in the body. I most commonly do breast scans with that. And so that's kind of a, a loaded conversation that we could maybe talk about another time. And just because there's so much to it, you know, similar to colonics. And then, um, you know, we of course do Reiki. I'm a Reiki master teacher. And so I do classes here. And so there's a variety of ways that people can work with us, even if they don't know what they need for themselves. Like I said, generally people will come in and say like, I know I need to detox. And so this foot bath thing doesn't sound too scary, you know, and then they, they see the space and they see where we do colonics and things like that. And so many times people have a colonic book by the time they leave, cause they're like, okay, I feel better. Thank you so much for offering all of this information. I know people have been, like you said, in wondering about it, but they're either too afraid to ask about it or they're just like want to do it, but they there's all this hesitancy around it. So thank you for so much for coming on here and sharing your wisdom. I'm going to link everything below, um, all of Kelly's contacts for anyone who want to even just reach out to her to ask her, you know, questions about this sort of thing. Um, all of that information will be linked in the show notes of the podcast. And again, just thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure and I appreciate you and all that you're doing and sharing us and our information with people out there. As you said, I'm, you know, I'm open. I'm here to help people as best I can. Um, you know, I also know my limitations if I can't help somebody. So, you know, like I encourage people to reach out and see, you know, if we might be a match so that we can um, get people feeling better. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the She's a God podcast. Tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at This Is Jen Torres for all of the latest. And remember, she is a God, and so are you.